Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. And me and this group of women here, we have a group of women here that have some faith. And we are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. Corinthians says that the kingdom of God is with power. It's with power. And we are endeavoring to walk in that power of God. And I invite you to join us. Become part of us. Put your faith with ours. Let God minister to you. Let God open up the kingdom of God to you. Let's. Where are you going to go besides me, saith the Lord? Where can you go besides me, saith the Lord? Did not all things be put into my hands? Have not all things been put into my hands? Has not all power been given unto me? Is it not my desire? Is it not my desire that you walk in my kingdom with me? With me. Fellowship with me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Be with me where I am. That is my desire. That is my love for you. That is why I went to the cross. Follow me. Become part of me. Let me come into your heart and fix you. Let me fix you to walk with, you, with me. Let me justify you. Let me make you righteous. Let me redeem you. Let me teach you how to walk in my power, saith the Lord. Amen. Now let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you. Your desire is that we walk with you. Thank you, Jesus, that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to start off this completely different than we have been. I have a friend here that's going to talk with me for just a couple minutes. She's going to share a testimony with you that I think is going to really bless you. And I think that this is what the, what the Lord is leading me to do to, at the times that he directs to have different people come up here and share a testimony. We have a group of women here that have some real miracles that have happened in their lives. Real evidence of the power of God. It's not just the preachers. It's the peons that the power of God works for. Julie, if you'll stand up, and you're not a peon, but if you'll stand up with me, I'm going to have her share with me, uh, with you. She shared this with me, and I just thought it was so cool. Julie, you are an airplane stewardess. Right. right. And you've been one for, oh, put the mic up to yours. Right. And you've been one for years. Many years. Yes. And you've been a Christian. You have been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you've walked with Jesus for many years. I hope to be walking better with him, especially <laughs> after that. <laughs> but he's, he's been with me yes, many is. years. Many years, yes. God bless. You had a situation where uh, you had given 
to God the money that you believed he, you needed to give. And that left you with not a lot. I think $2 and some change yes. or $3 and some change, right. yes. And you were getting ready to fly. Yes, I was getting ready to go to work. Okay, and you needed something. Well, as I was getting dressed to go to work that morning, I was really kind of troubled about, because I gave God this money, and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this, and then you're going to have to do something, because I need gas in the car, I need, and as I was getting ready for work in the dressing area, I, I'm like, gosh, I'm almost out of everything, shampoo, body lotion, makeup, antiperspirant, hairspray, name it. I was running out of everything in the house and I had like this $2 and some change or whatever. It was not enough money. So it was pressing on me about my needs and didn't have this money, but I told the Lord I had given it to him because I heard a man tell a testimony how he uh, he had his own store and some weeks he, they didn't take in much money. And he would tell the Lord, Lord, we only took in this much money this week. Make it be enough. Stretch it so it is enough. And I had never heard of that before. It was a brand new concept to me. I always thought in terms of I need money so I can get the hairspray and such. But I heard this man talk about how God would make whatever money he had be enough. And I said, show me that, Lord. I didn't know that. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know you did that. I said, show me that. And... I was a little bit miffed because you didn't tell me that. So I wanted to know, and I so here I stood with my $2 in my purse, and I was noticing especially that my lipstick, it was flat all the way across. It was almost gone, and I said, I'll have just enough lipstick for this trip and then I'm going to need lipstick too. And I took that lipstick and I held it up to the Lord. Because I'm like, I gave what you told me. I thought, you know, as best as I could be led. And you're going to have to do something. Because I'm almost out of gas. It's 30 miles to the airport. So I... I held that lipstick up to him in the mirror while I was getting dressed, and I said, I need lipstick, and you're going to have to do something. And then I got dressed and packed my bags and went to work, and it was on a great big airplane, um, a real, really big airplane, wide body, and I just felt so small and so insignificant as we were taking off into the air on this giant jet. And I felt so poor. And I just thought, oh, goodness, you know, you have to put on the good face. And, 
and not have your troubles at work. And so we're taking off. And as we took off this man, we were hardly off the ground. I mean, the wheels had just lifted up. The plane was at a steep incline, and this man got out of his seat with a big, giant trash bag. It was one of those big black ones that you put your leaves in in the yard, a yard-type trash bag, and he comes walking uphill to me up the aisle with this trash bag, and I thought, oh, goodness, it's not safe for you to be up yet. What are you doing? So I got up to go meet him, and he dropped that trash bag at my feet. And he said, um, I work for, he named the company, and it was a very famous, well-known company that did ladies' products, uh, maybe men too, but, you know, really nice body lotions and things like that that they made, and I loved to use their products when I had the money for it, but uh, it was a well-known company, and he said he was uh, with that company, and he seemed a bit nervous, actually, because he handed me his business card, and he said, I'm with this company, and uh, we just started a line of cosmetics. And I thought, oh, that's bold, because they had never had, you know, cosmetics. They had lotions and creams and things. Uh, so I felt like I could tell that he was also in a similar place as me. He needed his company to be successful. And I felt like this was kind of really on his mind and on his heart. And I thought, well, I understand. Uh, that's a big move for y'all to go into cosmetics up against Clairol and Revlon and Maybelline. Uh, anyway, he said, this uh, is some samples of our new products. And he dropped it at my feet, and he said, please divide it up among your team and spread the word that we're going into cosmetics and we want everybody to buy our products and try our products and be aware that we're going to be providing this now. And I was, I was like, goodness gracious. I thought, Lord, well, I thanked him. I took the bag. I went behind the partition. I mean, after we got up, as soon as the plane was up high enough to get up, I went behind the partition, and I looked in that bag, and there was shampoo and cosmetics. There was foundation and face powder and lipstick, and I looked through there, and I looked, there were a few lipsticks in there, and I got the one that was the color I like, and I held it up to God, and I said, thank you, Lord, and I went in the bathroom and put it on, and it was an amazing thing. Yeah, you got uh, your shampoo you needed. You're right. You got your condition. You got everything I got you needed. I a lot of things. There were a lot 
there were a lot of things in that bag I needed. And when I got home, I sat down and added up in my mind how much money I thought all that was worth. And it was a good amount of money if I'd had to go buy. They were the kind of things that really drive your grocery price up when you have to buy all that. So it was a wonderful thing. And I was so blessed and comforted, and I didn't feel poor anymore. That's right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You'll just sit down. Now, I want to show you how that, that'll work for everybody. It works for everybody. It works for everybody, if you believe. Turn with me. How, why? Why did that happen to Julie? Turn with me to Isaiah 53, and I'll show you. Isaiah 53 is Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. What Jesus did for us. What Jesus did for us on the cross. If you don't know, Jesus went to that cross not for everybody else, but he also went for you. He went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for Julie. Why? Let's start in verse 4 of Isaiah 53. Jesus, this is Isaiah talking about Jesus on the cross. Surely he has borne our sickness. Did you know that? Did you know when Jesus was on the cross, he bore your sickness? Surely he has borne our sickness and carried our pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded. He was on the cross for our transgressions. He was on the cross. He was put on the cross for us. Not because of him. He was put on the cross for us. He laid down his life. He let them put him on the cross. You know, he didn't have to go. He said at the very end in the garden, he said, I could call 12 legions of angels and get me out of here. But then he said, but then what would we do? What would the father do? I have to drink the cup the father gave me. And he let them put him on the cross. Why? For us. For us. So he could carry our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, our sins. And this next part, the chastisement. The chastisement. The punishment. The correction. The punishment. For our peace was upon him. For our peace was upon Jesus. That eternal spirit made sure when Jesus went to the cross as a man, that eternal spirit made sure that he was going to pay, pay for our peace. Our peace. But do you know what peace is? Do you know what that word is? That is shalom in the Hebrew. And you know what that means? It means to be complete. That peace means to be complete. Jesus took the punishment so we could be complete. That complete includes welfare. Welfare. That peace includes welfare. Julie, one of his daughters, needed some lipstick. And you know what? That's why Jesus went to the cross. That is why he went to the cross. So whatever we needed, he would provide. What were the chances that the man carried the right lipstick on that plane? Let alone all the cosmetics. What were the chances? Absolutely 100% if it's Jesus. Why? Because he paid for it. 
He paid for her lipstick on the cross. He paid for her shampoo on the cross. He paid for her welfare. Everything she needed, everything she was going to need was paid for on the cross. You know what? Everything you need, everything I need was supplied with Jesus on the cross. His chastisement, the punishment for our peace, our peace, our welfare. That also means prosperity. That also means safety. That also means health. Everything we need to walk in this life was furnished when Jesus paid for our peace. And he paid dearly. He paid dearly for your peace and my peace. He paid dearly for our welfare, our safety, our health, our prosperity. He purchased on the tree. He purchased for us on the tree. You know, like Julie, there was a, a time when, back in 1987, God had given us uh, an ability to buy a house. And it was a special deal. We found it in the paper. It was a dollar down veteran loan. And that's all the money we had to put down on a house was a dollar. We went to go check it out. And sure enough, it was, it was true. So we looked at one of the house plans. We worked it out. We picked a house. And we put, uh, they, they, they required a $500 down to hold the lot. Well, a uh, sister-in-law gave us the money. She said, I'll loan it to you. And we gave the money back after the house was built. But they built the house. We went to go buy it. It was a dollar down. Now, we owed the bank $14 for something as a piece of paper. But the house was a dollar down. Why? Because Jesus paid for me, for my welfare. He purchased my welfare on the tree. And he made sure that in this place, there was a, a place for a woman that had some children and a husband to buy a house for a dollar down. But that's not the end of it. They built the house. We, we, it was in the end of summer that we asked for the house. We, they had to build the house. They built the house. And I've shared the story about having to bind the devil so that they'd start construction. And they did. It was time for the house to be finished. They told us that the house was going to be finished on this date. So we went ahead and we got all of our, um, we were renting a house at the time. We put in our 30-day notice that we were going to leave. We took care of all that. We took care of everything that we needed to move into the house. So now it's, it's like a couple days before the time to move. So we go back up to the house to meet the city, um, what do you call it, code enforcement, so they can do the walkthrough through the house and give us a certificate of occupation. No problem. So we get up there, and we meet the builder of the house, and we meet the city, uh, the city code enforcement, uh, head of the code enforcement, and he's going to do a walk through the house and give us the certificate of occupation because you need that to move into a brand-new house. You can't move into a brand-new house without that certificate. We meet the builder, and the builder says the house isn't going to be ready in time. And I said, what? He said, we're going to need another week. I said, you don't have another week. He said, well, you're going to have to move into a hotel for a week. I said, we can't afford. I, I was pregnant. I was eight months pregnant. I had a little girl and a husband, and we didn't have the money for a week in, in, a, in a hotel. I said, we don't have the money. I said, you're going to have to fix the house now. He said, we can't do it. So the code enforcement gentleman comes in, and here's the conversation. He said, let's do the walkthrough. Now, I got a trouble. I've got trouble here. 
I got trouble. I got a house that's not done and I got no place to live. My kids have no place to live. We, you know, and, and the code enforcement guy looked at me. You know who the code enforcement guy was? You guys know, would know him. He's Jerry Mayfield's husband. Jerry Mayfield's husband was the head of the code enforcement back then. So he goes, let's do the walkthrough. And he walked through. It was me because I think my husband was working at the time. So I did the walkthrough with, with him. That gentleman, God sent him. Because he showed us you're going to need to have them do this. He said, I'm going to show you what you need to have the builders do to finish the house. He said, you're going to ask them to do this. You're going to, I'm, I'm writing this test out. You're going to ask them to do that. I mean, he's walking through the whole house and he's telling me, he's on, you know, he's telling me everything that I need. And then we get back and the builder is, you know, frustrated with me because I said, you have got to let us move in because we have no place to go. And he's like, we need another week. The code enforcement. Jerry Mayfield's husband, Donnie, God bless that man he is with Jesus. You know what he said to the builder? He said, I'm going to give you, give them the certificate of occupation. You hear me? He said that the, the, the reason they, they weren't finished was they didn't blow the insulation into the attic. And you can't move in a house without the insulation in the attic. He said, I'm going to let them move in. And they're not going to pay electric bill. And they're not going to pay their gas bill. You're going to pay it until you get that attic installation in. God took a problem, a problem, trouble, and he triumphed in it. Do you know how long it took him to do that? The whole winter. I went the whole winter without paying electric and without paying gas. God took a problem and did a miracle. He fixed it. Not only did he fix it, I got a victory. I got, I didn't have to pay electric for the whole winter. I didn't have to pay gas for the whole winter. You know what? It was cold that year. That's what our God does. You know, he's in that business. Do you know our God is in the business of taking affliction and trouble and fixing it to where it's a victory for us? Where it's a victory. Look at Julie. She held up her lipstick. I need some lipstick. She's got a problem. And he fixed it. The power of God fixed it. Fixed it. He is in that business. Take a look at Esther. If you never read the story of Esther, go read it. She was, she was queen to the king of Persia. And as her uncle said to her, you are there for a reason. He said, don't, you know, God puts you there for a reason. Why? Well, the, one of the, the king's right-hand man wanted to kill all the Jews in his realm, which happened to go from India to, to Israel. He wanted to kill every Jew. He got the king to sign, a, to sign a decree that in the 12th month, on the 13th day, everybody can kill any Jew they want. Let's get rid of them all. I'd say that's trouble if you're a Jew, if you're a Hebrew. But you know what happened? God, the power of God, used Esther. And she went in under the king. And she talked. She was queen. And she talked to her king. She invited him to a dinner. Come and have dinner at my house. So he and the right-hand man that wanted to kill all the Jews, they come to her house. She fixes a banquet. And the king says, Esther, whatever you want, up to half to my kingdom, tell me what you want. 
She said, what I really want is I want you to come to dinner tomorrow. So she, she sets up dinner at her house again tomorrow. Well, the king's right-hand man, he thinks he's some big guy. What he didn't know was Esther's uncle was the one that Haman, the king's right-hand man, wanted to kill. Not only did he want to kill her uncle, he wanted to kill every Jew. Why? Because they wouldn't bow to him. They only bowed to God. So what happens? She, he comes to dinner. And he said, Esther, what do you want? She said, I want my people. I want my people saved. Do you know God stepped in? The king stepped in and said, all right, we're going to turn it around. We are going to turn around. He sent out another decree. And this decree said, anybody that was going to kill the Jews, the Jews get to kill them. The Jews get to kill them. The Jews in one day got permission to wipe out all their enemies. God took an affliction, a much trouble, and turned it to their victory. What about Moses at the Red Sea? He's got all the Hebrews with him. They're at the Red Sea. They look like they're going to be annihilated. The, the, the Egyptians are coming at them to annihilate them. They're up against the Red Sea. What does our God do? What does the power of our God do? He opens up the Red Sea. His people walk through on dry land, but we forget the second part. All of the Israel enemies followed them into the sea. Followed them on their chariots and their horses. They're going to annihilate these people. And what does God do? I love it how it's written. God looks down through the cloudy pillar. And he sees the Egyptians following after the Hebrews in the, in the sea. And the water starts getting back in. The floor of the sea starts getting muddy. And all their chariots get stuck. And you know what our God did? What our God did? He took trouble. He took annihilation and he waited till his people were on the side and then he let in the sea and every Egyptian soldier was killed, drowned, and their horses. Their enemy was annihilated. The enemy wanted to annihilate them. Instead, God annihilated the enemy. That's the, that's the job our God does. That's what our God loves to do. What did he say at the beginning? Jesus said, let me, let my power work. You know, God's no respecter persons. He did that for Julie. He did that for me. He will do it for you. Not only these little problems, he'll take care of the big problems. The big problems. I've shared it before. I found out not to my knowledge, I owed the government about $100,000. I didn't even know it. And God worked it out. God took that trouble, big trouble, big trouble. When I called the IRS, that man on the other end of the phone said, you know much how much trouble you're in, lady? I said, no, sir, I don't. And he got quiet. Do you know what? God. God stepped in. Why? Because Jesus bought. Jesus paid for. Jesus took the punishment for my 
my welfare, my safety, my health, my prosperity, and the power of God moved. And when I was finished, I owed the IRS not a penny. Not a penny. And God did one miracle after another. This ministry never gave me a penny to pay the IRS. Not one. Doyle, the head of this ministry, didn't give me one penny to get out of debt with the IRS. God did it. The power of God did it. One miracle after the other. In fact, Doyle was even amazed at what God did. And I walked out, not in trouble, but in victory. Why? Right there, Isaiah 53, my chastisement for my peace, the punishment, the correction, whatever Jesus needed to pay for my welfare, my peace was paid for on the cross, and so was yours. So was yours. God is no respecter of persons. So is yours. The only thing you have to do, the only thing you have to do is believe is believe it. Trust in it. Go to Jesus. Go to the Father. Go to Jesus. Talk to him. If he is not Lord of your life, Jesus said himself, you must be born again. You must be born again. Why did he say that? Because you need him in you. You need the spirit of Jesus in you. That's what makes you born again. And you know what that does? That gives you salvation. That gives you a home in heaven. When you are born again, Jesus said you must be. You've got to get his spirit in you before any of this works. And you know that is so easy to do. You go to Jesus. You go to him. You go to him in prayer. You don't have to kneel down a certain way. You don't have to hold your hands a certain way. You don't have to be in a special place. You can meet Jesus anywhere you are. You can meet Jesus in the bathroom. He doesn't care. He will meet you where you're at. And he will listen to you if you will open your mouth and talk to him. Ask him. And ask, pray like this. Jesus. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Take me. Lead me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. And you know what? He promises anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. It's a promise. And you watch the power of God work. Why? He paid for your welfare. And we limit him so much. We limit him. Julie said she didn't even know he could stretch things. He not only stretched it, he made sure there was a man on that plane that had everything she needed or most of the stuff she needed. He made sure. Why? He paid for it. He paid for our welfare. How many times when I needed money in Frisco? That I would get the job that I needed that would pay for the pay for the, the what I needed to be to be paid. And and even even our health. I mean everybody knows here that there was a time when I couldn't even do a lot of housework because my back would hurt so bad. And I came here one night and God through it all said, The Lord wants to heal people with back problems. I I I got there as fast as I could. Somebody beat me to be first place. I was second. And he prayed for me. 
And the power of God came on me. I never felt the power of God like that. My whole body went numb, especially my hip. You know what God did? He grew my leg out. I could feel the bone grow an inch out. Why? Because Jesus paid for it for me on the cross. He paid for it for me. He has a way when there is no way. If he can't find a way, he will make a way. There are so many miracles here that these women, with all of us, with the Lord working with us, and by by the Lord's leading, we'll have some of these miracles shared. But God is for you. All his promises are yes. And he has the power. He has the power to give you anything you need. All you got to do is ask and believe. Trust in. Rely on. Hang on that word like glue. Not let it go until you see what you need come to pass and it will come to pass if you will hang on it will we've got how many people here we'll let the camera get ready how many people here have had God do a miracle for them everybody in this room everybody in this room why Jesus paid for it amen amen anybody need prayer Anybody need prayer? Anybody in pain? I'm going to pray for you out there. There's somebody there that would really like to have the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I can tell. And you haven't, you haven't had it yet. Yes, it is for you. Yes, it's a gift. And for those of you that say, well, that's not for today. Jesus said it is expedient. It is necessary that I die and go to my Father to be raised again and go to my Father. It is necessary because I can't send the Holy Ghost until I get up there. It is necessary I die, be buried, and raised again and go back to the Father so I can send the Holy Ghost. He said it was necessary. He called it the gift. So Jesus thought it was necessary to go to heaven so he could send you the Holy Ghost so that you could speak in tongues and have the Spirit of God in you. He said it was necessary and you say it's not for you. You self-righteous little. That's a gift. And it's for you. It's for you. And the only evidence of of the baptism in the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. Read Acts. Read Acts. It says that, well, it says that um, he gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. He gives the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. All you have to do is ask. That's what it says in Luke. You just ask. So I'm going to pray for you now. And you are going to, I tell you what, if this camera will come on my hand, I'm going to pray. And if you'll put the camera on my hand, and those that are watching via video, I want you to put your hand on my hand. And we're going to watch the power of God go in you. All right? Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of your son, Jesus, who thought it necessary to come back to you so he could send us the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Father, baptize this person. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them with your spirit. Fill them with the power. Fill them with your spirit that brings the power, Father. Fill them with the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Fill them. Fill 
now with the Holy Ghost. Fill them so they begin to speak in tongues, so that they are baptized with the Holy Ghost. Baptized means full, full of the Holy Ghost. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name, now in I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Now, just let yourself open your mouth and let that Holy Ghost speak out of you. Open your mouth and let that Holy Ghost come forth. Let that speaking in tongues come forth. You heard it in the beginning with me. I'll speak for you. So let you hear. It is my desire, said the Lord. It is my desire that you speak with a language you never learned. It is my desire that you walk in my power of the kingdom. It is my desire that you come to me and fellowship with me and walk with me. It is my desire. That's why I came. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on those that are watching. Father, I thank you for that grace. I thank you for a spirit of grace now on us. I thank you for that spirit of grace bringing anything we need. I thank you that grace is enough. I thank you that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I thank you for that grace on us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.